Hi there, this is Pastor Ronnie Allen here at Omega Church. I'd like to welcome you to our podcast. If this is your first time listening, we want to say thank you for joining us. We hope this message equips you to follow God's voice. We believe that if you're searching, today your search is over. Thanks for being with us and enjoy. Find three people, give them a high five, say, I see you taking ground in the name of Jesus. Tithing is something that we do because it all belongs to God. It's the cure for greed. Tithing is the cure for greed. The offering is something that you do. In fact, when, God, when, when Moses was going to build the tabernacle in the wilderness, he told him to bring an offering. He didn't say give the tithe. Two different things. He said bring an offering. They brought an offering that was so big and so wild that Moses said, stop, we got enough. Haven't met that church yet. We're looking. We're going to get to there. We're going to say, hey, we got enough. That's, that's all. Okay. all right. Tithes and offerings. So we're going to give you an opportunity to return your tithes because you acknowledge God. And it wasn't for Him, His breath, His ability in your life, His wisdom, His favor. You wouldn't have anything. You brought nothing in, you're going to take nothing out. Are you following? So we recognize that with the tithe. The, the offering today is the first of the month, and we are going to use the offering at the first of the month to invest in the next generation by giving them a school that doesn't slant them towards the devil. Are you following me? We're going to be opening the school in August of 2024, getting things ready, and we want to give you an opportunity to give your offering. An offering is free willed. Do you follow me? It's free willed. And we want to see what you want to see, what we're talking about, what makes this different. Richard, I'm going to turn it over to you for a minute so they understand what, what we're doing. Omega Leadership Academy is a beacon of hope, intentionally demonstrating excellence in every aspect of education, family, and church. We've had a group of stakeholders that have been hard at work for the past several months, seeding and planting and planning and thinking and preparing and praying and working. This is our vision statement for what's possible and what we're gonna move forward to doing. So the idea is the three-stranded cord. The first chord is the family. God has given parents a responsibility, a gift, and an authority mm -hmm. to be the first and most important teacher. Also, the family is part of that. The aunts, the uncles, the grandparents, the great-grandparents all share in that responsibility and that first authority in a child's life. So we have that cord. And then we're going to partner with that, a church. And we are 
going to partner with Omega Church. And then the last strand will be the school. And the school will take, no, the school will reinforce the beliefs, the standards, and the ideas that come first from the Lord and are the responsibility of parents and bind them together. That won't easily be broken. Amen. So when their time comes that we can release them, and whether it's to a secondary education or, or, the, or the workforce or just life, right? They will be virtuous, they will be educated, they will be honorable, they will be kind, they will be courageous, and they will be able to stand. That's the idea, Pastor. Okay. So thank you for that time. Amen. The day has come that education has to change. So we're going to give you an opportunity with your offering to sow into that. Glory to God. Isn't God good? Yeah. Oh, we're expecting yeah. great things. Yeah. Enemies going to be kicked in the seat of the pants. Yeah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus. So we're going to give you that opportunity if you've given online or you've given in the kiosks out there or you're going to give, you know, however you're going to give. Or if you're viewing by live stream, we want to inc include you in this as well. Tithes and offerings. Tithing and an offering. Actually, in the New Testament, we tithe. The word tithe means 10% anyway, so you'll understand that. So it, it has an amount attached to it. Anything above that 10% is an offering. You do that willingly. Okay? Well, guess what? We're taking that offering, building a vision, glory to God, of our children making a mark on a generation that's crooked and perverse. Education is about to be straightened out by God. Amen? Amen. Amen. Glory to God. So, we're, I'm going to pray, and as I pray, if you, uh, you, you're going to give through the envelope system, we ask you uh, to write everything plainly. I would prefer that you print it instead of writing in tongues. <laughs> Not that we won't eventually interpret it, but we'd like to conserve a little time right there, all right? Praise God. And uh, if you've already given, we encourage you to come up here and touch the bucket. We believe that there are there's an anointing on these buckets because of what we're doing. We're doing and honoring God. Amen? Amen? Father, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you today. We worship you with our tithe and our offering. We do it willingly, in faith believing that you're able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think according to your power that's working within us. We take the fruit of our hands and we offer it up to you, the first and principal part. As we seek your kingdom to advance your kingdom here on earth, Father, we thank you 
You said you'd add all these other things to us that we get concerned with. You'll add them to us besides. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we speak abundance in a crooked and perverse economic system. We announce that the kingdom of God is above this economic system. In the name of Jesus, as we offer our tithes and offerings to you, and the advancement of your kingdom and the influence upon this generation, Father God. You're not unrighteous to forget our work and labor of love, which we have shown and do show towards your work. We give you the praise and thanksgiving. Now, Father, I thank you for a breakout, a breakthrough financially for every tither and giver in the name of Jesus to this ministry. A breakout. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Where they come in and they are rejoicing and saying, look what the Lord has done. How he's blessed my seed. And it's exceedingly, abundantly above what I thought it could happen. It's a hundredfold return. We went from 30 to 60 to a hundredfold. And Father, we thank you. Glory to God. We can't outgive you. We give you the praise and we give you the thanksgiving. In Jesus' name, glory to God. Everybody said? Amen. Amen. If you're viewing for the very first time through live stream, we thank you uh, for being here. And we believe that if you're searching today, 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 your search is over. How could you be introduced to Jesus and still keep searching? We know our Jesus. Amen. Glory to God. Well, uh, before we dismiss our 180, which is our youth ministry to go into their small group. I want to say I got an announcement to make. Special announcement. Beginning tomorrow. Everybody say manana. Tomorrow, 10 a.m. and then it again at 7 p.m. in the evening. We will be on radio, 8.10 a.m. Okay? 8.10 a.m. So if you want to know where it's at, it's 8.10 a.m. on the radio dial. And uh, we're excited about that. And we're going to be doing a lot of things. A lot of things. Amen. Amen. We're about to come out of the box. So that's 10 a.m. and then again at 7 p.m. in the evening. Glory to God. So if you miss it at 10, you can pick it up at 7. Praise God. All right. We're going to dismiss our 180 right now. Thank you, Jesus. All last month, how many of you remember the subject matter? Excellence. Three people. And y'all want to know why I have to repeat. Excellence. Learning to excel. God wants us to excel. Excel means going above and beyond. First rate, first class. God never called you to be a second class citizen of heaven. In fact, if you're a citizen of heaven, you're first class. You're first rate. You're top notch. You're superior to anything on this planet. Wow. I thought that'd be good news. I thought, woo, preach it, Pastor Ronnie. I guess Trey and Nina, I dismissed them and then, you know. 
They were in my cheering section. <laughs> and then uh, as I was praying about what we're going to visit with this whole month, God moved me into the subject of authority. There's a reason why. The Bible says in first, uh, in uh, not first, but in J Revelation chapter 1, I believe it's 5 and 6, somewhere in there. Yeah, chapter, five, uh, chapter 1, verse 5, talks about Jesus being the prince of kings. Prince of kings. And then in verse 6, it says he's made us kings and priests. Did you hear that? Whenever you hear the phrase, he's king of kings and lord of lords, he's not talking about just King Charles over there in England. That, that's on a lower level. He's actually talking about a kingdom of priests. Exodus chapter 19 refers to that. He wanted to make Israel a kingdom of priests. And we pray it, and sometimes we, we don't connect the dots. These are the times we got to connect the dots. Do you follow me? Jesus taught us, taught the disciples to pray after this manner. Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. 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 Okay? Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Sometimes the kingdom in the Bible is referred, the kingdom of God is referred as the kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven. But it's the same kingdom. He came to make us kings and priests. Chapter 5 of the book of Revelation says that he's made us kings and priests and we shall reign on earth. Where? We're going to reign on earth. Okay? Every time people look at the kingdom of God, they're looking at the hereafter. When in reality, the kingdom of God came as a result of the resurrection of Jesus. In fact, Jesus told some of his disciples, he said, there are some of you standing right here in front of me, right now. And there are some of you standing right here in front of me that shall not taste death until you see the kingdom of God come with power. Everybody standing there is not alive today. So when did the kingdom of God come with power? It was on the day of Pentecost. When God poured out of his spirit and they uh, 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 and, and it came as a rushing mighty, sound of a rushing mighty wind in that upper room and he poured out of his spirit and they were filled with the Holy Ghost and fire and began to speak in other tongues. So the kingdom of God has already come. It's established in heaven. And you and I are part of the kingdom of God. Amen. And the church on the earth 
And the church means the ecclesia. It, it doesn't just mean people that show up in a building and listen to someone give them a speech. And that's the way church has been presented. No wonder people hate it. You have to you almost have to you almost have to be dead to want to come. In most churches. Okay. So the kingdom of God has already started being established on earth when it's established in your heart. That's why he said in the book of Matthew chapter 6, Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these other things will be added to you. Your priority on earth is to seek the kingdom of God as a believer. Listen carefully. I'm going to mess you up right here. I'm going to be saying some stuff through this. Your priority on earth is not to be an American. Are you following me? As a believer, you are a Christian first and then you're an American. If you get American before Christian... No wonder our nation is in trouble. The kingdom of God is within you. And Jesus said it doesn't come with observation. The kingdom of God is within you. Okay? What does this have to do with authority? Everything. The title of today's message, part number one, you're in training for reigning. Training for reigning. Everybody say training for reigning. That's why Christians don't understand it's necessary to live in the excellency of his power. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 verse 7. That the excellency of this power may be of him and not of us. The excellency of his power causes you you to train yourself so you become skilled in the word of righteousness. That's what our gatherings are all about. To get insight, revelation knowledge, being equipped to face a crooked and perverse generation. Listen carefully. Not for the sake of dominance, but for the sake of servitude. Okay? My dad used to teach or say this. He'd always say this example. He said, if you stand here on the corner of Roosevelt and Genevieve Street that's right here, and you've seen a blind man walking out in the middle of Roosevelt at the busiest of of traffic and the traffic's really picked up. Would you just stand there and say, You ignorant fool? Or would you go out there and help him, even though you may try to take him by the arm because he don't see the trucks. He don't see how fast people are driving. He don't see how many there is. He don't understand he's in the middle of everything. So would you go over there with him? maybe even fighting you and get him across the street? 
Or would you say, well, you stupid fool, get ran over. No, you would use all of your ability to get that person across the street. You can explain later. You follow what I'm saying? That's the urgency that our generation is in. And the church of the Lord Jesus needs to understand he's equipping you and I with the means to help this blind and crooked, perverse generation get across the street until the light shines on them. Are y'all following what I'm saying? And in order to do so, you, you and I have to excel in the word of righteousness. And excelling in the word of righteousness really means understanding the authority that he has given us. Authority is broken down into two categories. Now, first of all, I want to make sure you understand one thing, because I'm going to say some things that will be challenging to you. And, and I understand it was challenging to me. Sometimes we have preconceived ideas about God and his word. And I, I had, you know, I've been raised in church all my life. So I had preconceived ideas. And it wasn't until I get in the Word to get in, in that instruction book to get some training and understanding to distinguish and discern. If there's anything that I see that's in, in the body of Christ that is lacking is discernment. The reason why we are lacking discernment is because we have not been trained Training is not bad. It's good. In fact, if you are a... If you take your parenting seriously, you would, you would, be, you would be on top of training. You start early. I'm, just, I'm stopping right there. We'll get that at a later date. We have to discern what we're here for, and what is our priority. Is it our priority to show up into a building on Sunday morning, put in our time there, listen to Pastor Ronnie rant and rave, endure it, go home, and do our own thing and forget anything that God's Word says? Do you know there are thousands of Christians doing just exactly what I told you? Not everybody does it, but there are some. Are y'all following me? Yeah. Y'all are not doing it. You're here. So I'm going to give you the best. Amen. Okay? Yeah. The best has been reserved for you. Amen. In order for us to step into our place of authority, you have to understand it. Most let me rephrase that. I've been some, because I don't know how to say most, because I don't know. But there are some people, their faith does not work because they don't understand authority. We'll touch that in Scripture in just a moment. You have to understand it. To understand something, it's not just being informed about it. It's becoming skilled where you know it. You know it. You know it. 
you know it. All right. Am I making sense? Yes. Okay. <clears throat> there are, power is not authority. There are two words that are used for power in the Bible in the New Testament. One has to do with ability or force. The other has to do with authority, and it means legal right or privilege, if we could. It's, it's, it, I want to add something else to it. It also means responsibility. It's responsible. Okay? So we have, we have authority, which is legal right or privilege and responsibility attached to it based upon the legal right or privilege. Now, let's take for a moment the word sovereign. God is sovereign. I've heard people say, well, God is sovereign. He can do whatever he wants to. Number one, that is a false premise. God cannot do whatever he wants to. He has to do what he said. I'm sure there are times that he could have looked at me and says, I surely don't want to do this. Because, Ronnie, you're a mess. Okay? But because maybe my parents, when I was younger, held the word of God before him, the promises that you've made, that all of my children shall be taught of the Lord, and great shall be the peace of my children. They held it before God, and as a result, God had to intervene on my behalf even when I was an ignoramus. Am I making sense to you? So God doesn't do what he wants to do. If you just throw a blanket statement out there. He wanted to do it, that's why he said it. But now he's bound to it because he did say it. Am I making sense to you? Not that he wants to be unbound by it. Am I making sense? So when people make that statement that God just does whatever he wants to and God is sovereign, that, that it, there's a true statement there. Here's the way that I looked at it that helped me to get an understanding. God is sovereign and whoever is sovereign makes the rules. So the sovereignty of God is the creator. And he created the rules that even governs himself. Does that make sense to you now? God has to keep his word or he ceases to be God. Are you following? You're following along. And we've already talked about his word is above his name. His name only carries weight if his name enforces the word. Do you understand what I just said? Because that's important to comprehend. When you use the name of Jesus, you're using the name that gives legal precedence of this word that was spoken. So the name of Jesus is the authority by which he signed his, we'll say this, his soul. He signed his soul with that name. And that's a, it, I guess that's a really good phrase, soul, 
God signed his soul because soul means your mind, your will, and your emotions. So this is how God thinks. This is how God's going to feel. This is his will. So God signed his soul with his name in that in the document called the Bible, the Word of God. Everybody with that? And now that is what carries weight to release the power to enforce it. Deutimus is the word that is used for power to mean ability or force. Might, if you would. So God uses his might to enforce his word. Does that make sense? When you understand that, then it's impossible for you to misplace your confidence in what God said. Because God cannot lie. Are 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 you with me? Okay. This is just an introduction. We're going to get into heavy duty stuff later. But let me, let me go with me. No, let's not go there just yet. Authority is the power, the word authority, is the power to influence. The power to influence. You take, you take a judge. A judge is sitting in a seat of authority. He may not... He may be some little old scrawny guy, you know, sitting on that bench, but his authority is bigger maybe than a 300-pound man. He may only weigh 140 pounds. David, stand up over here, will you? David, come, come right up here, will you? Just come right on up to this platform. This... Here is Deutimus. Okay? He's Deutimus, but I'm authority. Do you understand the difference now? Deutimus is supposed to work with authority. That's what police officers do. Police officers work with the authority. They work within the authority but they had the power to enforce it. Let me say it another way. I want want you to know the contrast. I want you to see the contrast. A police officer carries a badge. The badge is the authority. But the Glock on his hip is the power. (laughs) Are y'all following me? That's why don't be a fool and rebel against someone carrying that's got a badge on their chest, and you're going to sit there and argue with them like a stupid fool. Are you following? So under, you, you've got to separate them. We're going to put them back together later, but you've got to separate them. We may not be what the world views as the power source, the deutimus. The Holy Ghost is our deutimus. He's the power source. But the word of God is the authority. Do you understand what we're talking about? 
So when we speak, we speak with authority. When we pray, we don't pray uh, to see if God, we pray with authority. And the dudamus of the Holy Ghost enforces the authority by which we prayed, which is the Word of God. Amen. Making sense now? So I'll have David follow me around. I'll speak authority, and he's going to enforce it. Does that make sense? Okay, thank you, David. So I, I, I want you to understand... I'm breaking it down. It may sound simple, but when we start getting and unfolding some things in a moment, you'll understand submission. There is godly submission. And a lot of people don't want to hear that. Uh, the word reign has to do more with authority than it does even with power. Are you following? When you understand authority, then the power force is there to enforce the authority. Okay? And really what authority is, is the power or ability, we'll say it that way, to influence. To influence. Christians ought to be the number one influencer in their generation. But yet, the church has run off on rabbit trails of what's trendy in our generation and have forsaken their authority. And, and because of that, when we replace it, see, here's the thing that, I, if I could say it this way, Jesus said straight and narrow is the way that leads to life. Broad is the way that leads to destruction. Why, why is it broad? Because of the influence of the crowd. When the influence of the crowd becomes greater than the word of God to you, then you are forfeiting your rights and privileges in God, and there will be no enforcing of the Holy Ghost when you pray. Does that make sense? Prayer, prayer is our uh, 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 opportunity to throw for, show forth and speak forth the word of God with authority. Does that make sense now? Now, belief is something else that goes into, into that, which we're, we're, I'm going to touch on just briefly. We're not going to stay there. Belief is whatever you hold to be true. There has to be a truth force in your believing mechanism. That's what the heart is de designed to do, is to believe. And it, it does, you, you don't intentionally believe a lie. You, you, you have to be deceived into believing it. Yeah. Are you following me? Yeah. So your, your believing mechanism, your heart has to believe. It, when it believes, listen carefully, the truth when it believes the truth, which is the word of God, when your heart believes the truth now, you're stepping into a realm of boldness. Okay? Whereby you're not following a trend. 
You're following the truth. My priority is to seek the truth and follow it. Does that make sense? The truth is found. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Some Christians never wind up living the life that was paid for. Why? Because they don't know the truth. Truth is, is unapologetic and it's eternal. It does not change. Are y'all with me? I know y'all looking at me. I want to go back to the hallelujah, Pastor Ronnie. Well, we're going to get you hallelujah where it's worth something. Instead of an emotional hype, you can go to a concert and get emotionally hyped. And your hallelujah there don't mean doodly squat. You know when your hallelujah means something? When you believe it at home and your baby's sick. And you got a hallelujah in your voice. Glory to God, born out of the truth that by the stripes of Jesus, my child is healed. When you do that, now you're stepping into your authority. When you step into that authority, now there's a force of heaven to bring that to pass. Does that make sense? It's the power to influence or the ability to influence. And it's put like this, the Power to influence others. Especially, watch this, because of one's commanding manner and one's recognized knowledge or skill about something. We're skilled in the word of righteousness because we've been practicing it. We've been living it. We've been walking it out. See, the Word of God is very practical. Many people don't get that. Very practical. You know what that means? It means it's practicable. Now, practice does not make perfect. It makes permanent. That's why we sang the songs. Some of these songs that you are saying, Dear God, are we ever going to learn a new song? Yeah, we are when you get this one down. You, you practice it. You practice it. It's practicable. Why? Because we want that song to be permanent. Everything in your life you've done through repetition. Or you forget it. You've done through repetition. So practicing the word of righteousness makes it permanent. And when it makes it permanent... Now you understand the source by which you ask or demand in the spirit realm. Do I, how do I know that God is going to turn America around? Because I've been practicing the word of righteousness on it. It's happening. People are waking up. They are waking up. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And I don't care what that stinking lion dog news media has to say. They're just a bunch of hounds looking for a bone. They don't care whether it's truth or not. But glory to God, God's raising up some new news media. Glory to God. 
In fact, it's, it's, it's one of those mountains the church refused to climb until lately. The church is going to stake its claim on the news media. We're going to say, glory to God, glory to God. Now people can make some intelligent choices versus just vomited dog mess. Okay? Regurgitated over and over and over and over again. Why do you think they, they want to make it permanent in you? So when we come here and we, I have Richard sing a song three and four different times, I mean, three or four different uh, uh, times in the same service, the same song. Don't you get upset with that? It's getting permanent. Let me let me ask you a question. Do you know what the rest of the day holds for you? I mean, do you know every detail? No. You don't. But God does, and His Word will prepare you. So at that particular moment, whatever it is that you're facing, you can have the victory. One of the most important verses in the Bible that stuck with me is in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. Thanks be to God who always causes us to triumph in Christ. God never created me to be a loser. And I live on the south side. Oh, well, hallelujah. All right. Let me give you this real quickly, and then we're going to go to some verses. I mean quick. we got to move. Authority has different levels, which we're going to go in. We're going to delve into, Lord willing, next week, has different levels. You've got to understand these levels. And the best way to understand anything is to put yourself in subjection to it. You'll never understand anything if you won't humble yourself and learn it, become skilled in it. Authority also has with it equal amount of responsibility. Now what is responsibility? Responsibility is the ability to respond properly. It's the ability to respond. So if I'm under authority and authority is given to me, I respond with that authority correctly because it's been delegated to me. Are you following me? Okay. We're going to get real heavy in those two things coming up. Now, go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And let's just go ahead... uh, Give it to me out of, give me verse 8 out of the King James first, and then we'll go in the Passion Translation. Just verse 8 for time's sake. 2 Corinthians chapter 10, and we'll look at verse 8 first out of the King James, and then we're going to go to the Passion. The only reason why I use the Passion is to get, get some of you to have some Passion. I love you. Okay, look at verse 8. For though I should boast, Paul speaking, somewhat more of our authority. Watch this. Which the Lord hath given us. Who gave this authority? 
the Lord. For what purpose? For edification and not for destruction. So God gives authority for edification, not for destruction. When he delegates authority, he's not giving it for us to use it from prideful, fleshly standpoint. There's been pastors and ministers that have used it from a prideful standpoint and not for the edification of the church. And they always subject themselves to a great downfall. And, it, 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 and the devil loves to do that. Because if, if anybody, Paul said it this way. He said, follow me as I follow Christ. How did they know Paul was following Christ? How, how did they know? They had to have a relationship with him, with, with Jesus themselves. Okay? They had to know whether or not he was teaching stuff that was stupid or whether he was teaching stuff that was truthful. Now, we, we've talked about truth. We've talked about excellence. We've talked about now we're stepping into authority. This has been, this is carefully, line upon line, precept upon precept to get us somewhere. And by the way, I didn't orchestrate, the Holy Ghost orchestrated this because I didn't know. I'm talking about as I look back. Why is he doing this? Because he's equipping us to edify or build up the church. Why does the church need to be built up? We live in a crooked and perverse generation and the church needs to be ready to help the blind that don't, haven't had the light of the glorious gospel shine on them. We're the greatest influencers. We should be the trendsetters, not the world. And because we haven't understood our authority, our responsibility in carrying that authority, we thought it was just for emergency purposes. For a long time, people think that the baptism of the Holy Ghost was someone you yield to only when you had an emergency situation. And in reality, he is the great teacher. He knows and can set out and line out things in advance for you so you could be ready for a moment in time. Some people, not as many as there used to be, some people do not understand the value of prayer. Because they do not comprehend authority. You ever heard this statement? Well, I don't know what else to do but pray. Why didn't you pray ahead of time? Then you wouldn't have wasted all your time proving those things that didn't work. Hello? Well, I guess we're going to have to pray now. Oh, has it come to that? <laughs> See, we didn't understand this. We didn't understand that when you pray, your words, when you, when you make your words and your belief system match up with what God said in His Word, 
See, his will, his mind, his will, and how he feels about it versus your feelings and the opinions of everybody else around you, much less the way you feel about it. The way you feel about it doesn't mean doodly squat. What God said about it is where you need to place your belief system. When you place your belief system in it, then guess what? I hold that to be true and only true. I denounce the way I feel. I denounce the opinions of others. And I hold true to God's word because it is impossible for him to lie to me. My emotions can lie to me. The opinions of others can lie to them and me too. But the word of God will never lie to me. When I get to that point, then when I pray with that confidence that I know that the word of God is so, when I pray like that, then guess what is released? The ability of God to reinforce the authority by which I prayed. Does that make sense now? Everybody is subject to authority. Everybody. God himself included. Nobody's exempt from authority. I want to, if you don't write anything else down, you get this down. God is not a hypocrite. What is a hypocrite? A hypocrite is holding somebody to a standard they would not dare hold themselves to. So anything God tells you or says to you about you doing something, it's because he already does it. He already does it. Now, I want you to think about this. This is heavy duty. Heavy duty. When God says to forgive, is he basing it on the fact, well, you need to forgive them because, you know, after all, God is love. Does he do that? Or does he do it based upon the fact that he's not hollow? He's not a hollow God. He is not a Pharisee or a Sadducee. He is not a hypocrite. And Jesus put it into category. The same category. Forgive like your heavenly father forgives. I'm going to throw you another one. I think I'll throw you another one. because. Do you know that the scripture says... Be holy, even as I am holy. Well, I mean, ain't nobody holy. We're just all sinners. See another lie of religion. <laughs> he said, "Be holy, even as I'm holy." You know what that means? He doesn't want you to be a Pharisee. He's not looking. He didn't say perfection. He said holy. Well, 
One of the greatest things I ever heard, I heard Bob Nichols say to me, or say in teaching our class. This is years ago. We're talking about decades ago. Brother Bob, how many of you remember Brother Bob? He was here this last summer in June. He made a statement. God counts perfection on the way to perfection. Now that only makes sense. If I'm heading to Pleasanton, Texas, and I get on 281, I'm heading to Pleasanton, Texas. I'm not there, but I'm on the road. I just keep moving forward. I'm going to hit Pleasanton, Texas if I'm on 281 going south. So he's not looking for your perfection. He's looking for your direction. Now, stay with me. Thank you, Jesus. How many of you are hearing something this morning? Amen. Stay with this. Paul said, I've been given this authority for edification. So always remember this. But to show the light. Now to show the light, mean, what does showing the light to you mean? It means being truthful. Do not go along to get along. Truth is offensive to a lie. And the more we appease a lie, the more it clouds up truth in ourselves. So truth sets us free. Jesus said that. Continue in my word, you'll know the truth, and the truth will make you free. What are you going to be? First of all, you'll be freed from the opinions of others. And then you'll be freed from the feelings that's in you. And you stay on the road to truth, and it'll make you free in everything you do. Does that make sense? All right, y'all still with me? Now go with me to the Passion Translation. I, gotta, I have to hurry. Thank you, Jesus. I, I, I got to remember. I, can y'all pull it up? Oh, here we are. Paul said, can we go back to verses 7? We'll start with verse 7, go through 11. You seem to always be looking at people by their outward appearances. If someone is confident that he belongs to Christ... He should remind himself of this. We belong to Christ no less than he does. So Paul says, quit unchristianizing people that haven't arrived. Right. <laughs> Y'all missed that. Yeah. All right. I'm not ashamed. Even if I've come across as one who has overstated the authority given to us by the Lord. For it is the authority to help build you up, not tear you down. I don't want to seem as though I'm trying to bully you with my letters. He wrote the Corinthian church some pretty tough letters. For I can imagine some of you saying, his letters are authoritative and stern. Man, y'all think Pastor Ronnie's tough. But when, he, when he's with us, 
He's not that impressive. And he's a poor speaker. Such a person should realize that when we arrive, that when we arrive, there will be no difference in the actions we take and the words we write. Hypocrite. Do you understand? There should not be any difference between the words we write and the actions we take. Such a person should realize that when we arrive, there will be no difference in the actions we take and the words we write. Verse, that's where we stopped, right? Okay. I said 11. Thank you. God himself is not hypocritical. So if God, listen carefully, if God has to keep his word... What's he telling you and I to do? Well, there ain't nobody can keep the word. Not if you remain ignorant. Paul put it like this later on, and he says, I don't know anything as I ought to know it. In other words, I'm still learning. I have to submit to the word of God and learn. I have to submit to the great teacher, the Holy Ghost, while I'm in this life. Are y'all following me? Do you know I'm 68 years old? And, and I know I look like I'm 48. I get it. Zona looks like she's 38. I've always looked older than her. I am. <laughs> but here, here's the point. I'm 68 years old. You know I've never been 68 before. Are y'all here? Whatever age you're at right now, you've never been that before. When you were five, you were not 68. <laughs> so here's the point. On that level, you've never been here before. So do you still have to learn? Yes. We still have to submit to, to word of, the word of God, yes. right? Yes. And our, our actions and our words have to match. They can't be any different. Now, now here's the reason why I'm saying this. If they do, there's fallacy involved. There's, there's fakeness. And that fakeness now undermines your authority. So there is no ability to back it up. Ask Joe Biden. I mean, <laughs> sorry that that slipped out. Not really. But that's what we got in leadership. Now, you, how many of you ever remember as a kid, maybe I'm just, some of y'all grew up with electronics, so you won't know what I'm talking about. But I always remember as a kid, we used to play a game called Follow the Leader. Well, I got news for you. Everybody follows some leader. That's why it's important who's in the White House.
Paul was talking here, and you go study it out, which I don't have time. He said he's not, you remember we read that phrase, he's not, a very, he's not even a very good speaker. He, I mean, he shows up, his letters were stern and authoritative, but when he shows up, here's this little scrawny guy, and he's not even a very good speaker. The Greeks, the Greeks trained people to be orators. That was their big deal. But it was empty words. I would rather take someone rough in speech and have their actions and words match than to someone to be elegant in speech and be a hypocrite at the core. Are y'all, anybody with me? My father-in-law, my father-in-law was not an orator. He had speech, but it was not very, uh, it was plainness. I mean, it was plain, but his actions matched his words. If he said he's going to do it, he's going to do it. I'll give you an example. He was a contractor. And, and I worked for him. I, I never forget this. At the beginning of our marriage, and I worked for him, and he worked on commercial roofs, both hot asphalt. In fact, most people n- never knew it. You wouldn't know it unless, but he put the first original roof on the Tower of Americas downtown. And... <clears throat> I remember we, we worked on a copper standing seam roof at Trinity University. And on this roof of this particular building, it had skylights where the light, you know, they'd have windows coming through here so it could shine inside. But the roof on this extended part was copper. That is an expensive roof. Every one of those panels were handmade at his shop. The reason why I know is because I helped make them with the presses. And I took them down to, I had to uh, take them to Trinity University, and he had a crew there putting them on. I don't know, there's five or six of those things that stood out like that. And he, we had gotten about three of them put up. And he, he drove from the office to inspect them. I'll never forget this. And he looked at those copper roofs, the standing scene. They were all, it was all done by hand, no machine. And he looked at them and said, I don't like it. Tear it all off. You could not reuse the copper. Once it's, once it's made, it's done. And he said, take it all off. He lost money on the job. Okay. But his word matched his action. First class, first rate. That company still exists today. 
Why am I telling you that? I've had the privilege of people, even though they didn't know that they were used by God, to train me in what I'm telling you. Have I learned it all? No, I haven't. But I have learned one or few, one or a few things. A few things is most people don't understand a pastor really can't even pastor you without your permission. Really? I'm going to take it a step further. God can't do anything in your life unless you grant him permission. You have to believe the right stuff. Now, does he have the power force to enforce it? Sure he does. And there may come a day, there is coming a day where you won't get a chance. No person will get a chance. You're just going to bow. But the reward is to those who willingly submit to his chain of authority. Does that make am I making sense? God, he, he, he is the real parent. He is the pattern of parenthood. He does not make a rule that you can't drink any drinks in the living room and then when you're asleep at night, sneak coffee in there. Are you following what I'm saying? If he says something, he does it. There's no variance in him. There's neither shadow of turning, James says. Why is that important? That's important because God... It's important because you, you, you know the truth. There's no shadow in it. There's no fakeness nor flakeness. We've got so much information in the world and we're bombarded with it, but yet sometimes some Christians at other churches, and I'm pointing my finger at them, <laughs> don't even take the Bible seriously. This is your instruction book. And it's livable. It's not something we just pull out on Sunday morning and say, well, that's going to be wonderful when we get to heaven. No, it's something we can live in right now, right today. This same word that's true down here in the nasty now and now it will be the same word that's true in heaven when you don't have a nasty now and now. Works in heaven, it'll work here on earth. You and I get the privilege. We got our authority comes from the written word of God. If God says you can do it, you can do it. Amen. You can do it. If God says don't do it, it means you, you have the power not to do it. Oh man, this is different than what most people think. I, I don't have to lie. I don't have to cheat to get ahead. I don't have to compromise my financial status to do anything. I don't, have to, I don't have to cheat on the job. I don't have to say I'm checked in, listen carefully, that I punched the hour clock uh, when I had somebody else punch it for me and I'm not even there. <laughs> to get ahead, to save my 15 minutes on my paycheck. I could prosper without that. Are you, are you all with what I'm saying now? 
Why is this important? And we'll close. This is why it's important. All of the systems of this world are broken. I don't care what field it's in. The most trusted, one of the most trusted is the medical field. And now we can't even trust that. Because after all, you're ignorant. Just do what I tell you to do. Now, I'm not saying that everybody's bad in the medical field. That's not what I'm saying. Same thing with the educational field. That's what Richard was up here trying to say. They want you, you, you don't know nothing about raising kids. So we're going we're gonna to educate them. You know nothing about it. Turn them all over to us and we'll give them back to you when we're through. And when you get them back, you got some foreign monster in your house. And you say, I didn't raise you like that. No, but the educational system did. That went really good. And then, then, throw, then throw another system called the entertainment system. Throw that at them. Where they're more, they'll more believe a mouse talking than they will the word of God being told in Sunday school. Why is that? They have been practicing it three to four to six hours a day and we're supposed to give them the word of God in an hour a week. And have them all straightened out. Ooh, hallelujah. Getting thick already. What, a, what about the media? Being bombarded with the same message from CNN. Every airport you go to. Repeat, 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 and repeat, repeat, and repeat, repeat, and repeat. And then they pick it up from the AP and then they all repeat and repeat and repeat the same thing for 24, 48, 72 hours. You know, like the Russian, uh, Russian hoax. It was a hoax. It didn't happen. But half of the voting block in the United States, believe it did. I know somebody's thinking, is he for Trump? <laughs> You're missing the boat. These systems are broken. The economic system cannot be trusted. It's manipulated. You have been taxed without Congress passing a tax. It's called inflation. It's been used for centuries by politicians that, did, that were hypocrites to tax, have a hidden tax on, on the people they govern. It's a system that's broken. But the kingdom of God is not broken. Did you not get the privilege to live in the kingdom of God here on, in a crooked and perverse generation so that we can show them there is not only a better way, there's a, another way and it's the only way. Glory to God. I'll stop right there. 
Some of y'all thinking, dear Jesus, I wish you'd have stopped a while ago. <laughs> I'm just trying, I, I, I want to give you, I want you to understand you're in training. You're, you're in training to live in the kingdom of God here on the earth right now. And it's the only difference. That's what's going to make a difference. That's what's going to give people a hope when it's hopeless. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. God, you're good and your mercies are new every day. They last forever and ever. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you. Just take a moment. Take the next couple of minutes, just right now. He's worthy to be worshiped. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And all of this madness that's all around us, Father, we just worship you. Glory to God. You're the one true and living God. Hallelujah. You're the truth, the life, and the way, Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Your mercies never fail. Your judgments are righteous and true forever, generation. Glory be to God. Your word is so. Hallelujah. Oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. The king is in the room. He's here right now. Glory to God. And his word is so. And his, he has a, a scepter in his right hand, a scepter of righteousness. Glory to God. And his throne is made of pure gold. Hallelujah. The purest of gold. Hallelujah. It's been tried by fire. And it shines forth. And it's the purest of all gold. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. And he holds the keys of the kingdom. The, key, the keys of death, hell, and the grave. And he's given us the keys of the kingdom. He holds the keys of death, hell, and the grave. Glory to God. Yes, Lord, I thank you for correcting me on that. But he's given us the keys of the kingdom. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Any believers just believes, give out a shout. Jesus, I... Hallelujah! You know what I see? I see royalty in the making. Right here, right now, that's what I see. I see real true believers and not just a bunch of churchgoers. And you're going to make, listen, you're going to take ground in his name because now you're understanding the authority that he's invested in you to advance this kingdom all over this planet. Glory to God. All other kingdoms have to bow to the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. You can't just stand up with me right there. We're going to, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. Oh, Lord, you're good. You're good. You're good. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're good. We praise you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There's joy in his house. There's joy in his kingdom. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In this world, you'll have trouble, but be.
be of good cheer. He's already overcome it. Therefore, you can overcome it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I'm an overcomer. I'm ruling and reigning with Christ as the king in this earth. Glory to God. Oh, praise the Lord. You're going to hear more and more and more and more about this. Oh, man, this excites me. When I pray now, I don't have to say, how many of you is going to agree with me? If you're smart, you will agree with the Word of God. But if you don't, I'm going to agree with the Word of God. And my prayers are going to be answered because I agree with the Word, not the volume of the people that are praying. It's the quality of the belief. Glory to God. When I pray, something's happening. When I pray, my children, my grandchildren are going to be taught of the Lord and great is going to be the peace of my children and my grandchildren. I don't care if they're acting like renegades for the moment. They're going to bow. The spirit that's a hold of them is going to give, turn loose of them and give way to the power of the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. My body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And He quickens this body. Glory to God. Whatever's been wrong with it, He'll quicken it right now. Right now in the name of Jesus, be quickened by the Holy Ghost. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. I will excel financially in a perverse economic system because God is my provider his word is so glory to God glory to God and he said he'd supply all of my needs according to how rich he is in glory not according to the US treasury glory to God glory to God you say Pastor Ronnie you act like you're just from another planet I'm glad you got it I'm a representative of heaven to this planet. He's made me a king and a priest to this generation. Glory to God. Hallelujah. 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 Glory to God. Oh, you, listen, right now I rebuke that scum bucket attitude that religion has dogged you with. I rebuke it in the authority of the name of the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords, the name of Jesus. You're not a scumbucket. You're a new creation in Christ Jesus. Old things are passed away. And behold, all things have become new. And all things in this kingdom are of God. You belong to the kingdom of God. Glory to God. Once you start understanding this, you're going to do exploits. You're going to excel in whatever field of endeavor God puts you in. Glory to God. 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 I wish you, I pray that God, that He helps you to see it. I see it this morning. That's why I'm having a hard time shutting down. I see it. I see it. I see it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Zona, you got something you got to say? 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Father, I thank you. I thank you for what you're saying to us. This is an awakening to our spirits that the status quo won't stay when we get the revelation of who we are in Christ. Glory to God. Yes. You that believe this now have become the influencer of those around you. You are the influencer. Take the lead. Don't back off from it. Take the lead. That's why he's given you this authority. To build up and not for destruction. Glory to God. 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 Father, I thank you right now. That your grace surrounds us like a shield. Follows us wherever we go. And your voice we hear. And the voice of another we won't follow. Say that with me. The voice of another I will not follow. That's internal. Say it out loud. That's internal or external. Glory to God. And Lord, we thank you that you have given your angels charge over us. Our families, our properties, and our goods. You've given us your name to use. We use it, Father God, boldly. We invoke it right now. We declare, say this with me out loud, we declare, in the name of Jesus, there'll be no tragedy named among any of us. Now, Father, I thank you that you fill us so full of your love. That as we go into our everyday lives, every person we come in contact with, every person, that your love just oozes out of us and touches them with the truth of the gospel. Lord, we thank you. Hallelujah. You've made us the lights of the world. We give you praise and thanksgiving for this privilege. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Find five people and tell them you're in training for reigning. Thank you for joining us today. I'd like to say thank you for all those who give and support this ministry. I pray that you've been blessed and challenged by the podcast today. For more information on how to give, you can visit omegachurch.com forward slash give. Thank you for believing in our mission.